0: Only promote the truth. eternal life. What a subject, huh? In this body now, in this body now, what happens later when we're not in this body? What is eternal life is our subject. So I think this is going to be a unique subject. I think this is going to be very enlightening. I think this is going to be very challenging because anytime I do any scripture teaching, I wanna teach from the scriptures and I wanna get the earliest dated derived scriptures I can find. I wanna think about what was the original language like and how many times has those languages changed? What happened at the Tower of Babel when the creator, when he spread everybody out when he dispersed and, and, and changed all the languages what happened and what was the languages that the prophet spoke and what was the language that the savior when he came what language did he speak you see i think that's important because we have to establish a basis for why we believe what we believe i mean you would agree with that How many of you would agree that there's a reason that you believe what you believe? Now, are your beliefs, your beliefs? That's the question. Like like the things you actually believe, these big subjects, like an eternal life subject. Think about that. The big subject like an eternal life subject. How did you come to believe what you believe thus far? about that subject. Shouldn't that subject be one of the most important subjects to you ever? The eternal life subject? Like, I know I was not here before I came into this body. Where was I before I even got here? You ever think about that? Well, how, how did we come to be? Was it just a mom and dad situation? Or was it something that happened with the creator that inspired an energy that sent us to be here. So I just want to let you know that I 1,000,000% respect every single person's beliefs. The thing that I always ask people to do is what I needed to do, which is come to a very solid conclusion on Are my beliefs, my beliefs, or were they influenced on me? And I had to come to the conclusion that most of the things that I have believed, especially spiritually, actually totally. But this big subject of spirituality, my gosh, this came from my upbringing. Who was I around? You see, my grandfather was a Baptist church deacon. His father was the same, his mother was the same, his grandparents were the same, my parents were the same. So guess what I ended up being, the same. I didn't choose to go to the the Baptist denomination. My family put me in that influence and I got in there. And after years of getting in there and asking questions and I started to become an adult, I did the thing that adults should do. I started developing my own beliefs by questioning and researching the things to see if they be true that I was taught, not to throw or blame or be mad at or praise or clap. It was none of that was the intention. What I believed, it wasn't about reaffirming what I believed, what I grew up in, it was about. I just want these thoughts and these beliefs to have me be fully convinced and convicted on so that I have peace. This is about me getting peace. How many of you want peace? If you want peace, then you're going to have to get down in the trenches to your own beliefs. Now, I got to tell y'all, you know, after digging and searching, I made a conscious decision. People always try to ask me, what is your faith? What is your denomination? What is this? What is that? I don't have a denomination. You see, I don't practice organized religion. I just don't. Now, if you do, more power to you. That's your deal. I don't practice organized religion. Why? Because of how almost, no, because how all organized religions came to be organized. Like, I don't think you should have 150, 200, or 1,000 different belief systems. If that make sense to me. What is the, i mean think about it you got baptist you got catholic you got methodist you got orthodox you got jewish i mean you got all these different things haven't anybody ever stopped to go well is one of you right is all of you right or is none of you right so i decided to deal with that original thing that i started this off with i decided to try to dig use my mind is it possible Is it possible to go and learn and start to understand these original languages like ancient or paleo Hebrew, which is what Musha, who we call Moses, what he spoke, when he spoke with the creator, Abraham spoke in the Ibram or what we call Hebrew tongue. Well, if they spoke it and it's still available, could I learn to speak it? And I learned that, yes, I can learn to speak it. Yes, you can, believe it or not, you can learn it. It's just alphabet. Alphabet. Where do you think we get that from? It's from the Ibram, from the Hebrew. So the alphabet is where the it got Latinized to where it ended up going to English. But it started Ibram, Hebrew. And it's just got... Mixed down, so here we go. Started going back, started digging. Started finding things. For for example, I'm gonna show you something. This thing is heavy, by the way, heavy. Look at this, ah, ah, see that? See this thing? Okay, that's a, look at that. I don't know if if that comes up in the light here. That's the Leningrad Codex, okay. Why is this so important and so cool? Because I don't have to guess. Don't you wanna stop guessing? You see, if I can get this down, what is this? Well, they house the original of this in Leningrad, Russia. Like it's amazing where some of these things are housed. Leningrad, Russia, or where they house some of these. Now this, what I have in my hands is the oldest, complete Old Testament or Tanakh in the world it's the oldest complete you see and this is a beautiful facts it's so heavy it's hard to show you guys but I'll try to show you some look at it you see can y'all see that can y'all see that how many of y'all can see that get up real close okay so, this is the oldest complete Tanakh. So, what you got in your, quote, Bible, Genesis, all the way to Malachi, I got it right here, except I got it in the original tongue. And the, and, and how, and, and this, isn't that cool? I think that's cool. How many of y'all, ah, sucker's heavy, man. How many of y'all think that's cool? So, I don't have to guess, man. Y'all know how awesome that is? I don't have to guess. Now, when it comes to the New Testament, I want to deal with the oldest I can find, which is called, so the New Testament, the the name you would be calling it is the brick kadash. You got to be careful calling something old and new because old means it could be gone. It's not gone. It's the scriptures. New, right? Means that it's better to, to say renewed Why is it the renewed scriptures, the renewed covenant, the renewed testament? Because we were separated from the creator. And when the Messiah came, it renewed us to have the ability to have a relationship with the creator. It's very simple. So if I want to deal with, if I want to deal with the Brit Kadash, I want to look for how did the Savior speak? What did the apostles, what did they speak? How did they write? What were they doing? Now, when the Savior was here, all you got to do, guys, is look at the Passion of the Christ movie. Everybody should stop and go look at the movie that Mel Gibson did called The Passion of the Christ. Now, let me tell you why it's so important. Because he did that movie. He wanted to be as authentic as possible. And so he did it in the tongue that they spoke in when the Savior was here. Which is the Aramaic tongue? What's the Aramaic? It's the slang of the original Ibram. When they got when the when the people of Yashriel, right? The Yahudim, who people call Jews, which you gotta be careful with that. Because not everybody says they're a quote, Yahudim is really a Yahudim. There's different divisions. There's Phariseic, Sadduceic, Yahudim, and then there's Natsrim Yahudim. You and I, if we're gonna get down in the trenches with Scripture, we want to be of the Nazirim, Yahudim, Yahudim. Why? What was the Messiah from Nazirim? He was from that sect. They kept talking about the sect of Nazirim, Yahudim, not the Pharisee, Pharisee, or the Sadducee. We don't want to be dealing with that. Why? They go bring in things like additional writings that contradict a lot of these writings. So. What did they speak when they were here? Show you something. Okay? I'm going to go. I'm going to look at Matthew, for example. So if I go to Matthew, this is Matthew chapter 24. You see this? That's Matthew chapter 24. How many of y'all see that? In the what? That's in the modern Hebrew, which is really... Aramite or Aramaic writings. You see? Now, why would I want to use this as opposed to relying on a Greek text? Well, they didn't speak much, if at all, Greek. Greek was the influence. It was like Greek back then from a commerce and a business standpoint, is like the USA today. So it had a lot of influence on things even scriptural things. So I want to deal with this though. Now, this one I got in my hand. This is from the Peshitta text. And I've researched it back. And, and these texts here are some of the originals coming out of still over there in Eastern parts of Africa, where they, they have traced it back to where Kepha, Peter, right? Yahuchanan, Yahuchanan. John, where they went and established assemblies, who people call churches, wrong name, assemblies, kahals, ecclesias. If you're going to use Greek at all, be ecclesia. These words are important, you see? So I want to use these, I want to get down to the trenches, and I want to know, can I figure that out? See that? I want to know what they're saying here in the original tongue and not something that's got translated over and trying to get, why would I wanna to try to figure out how to get the meaning when I can just go get the meaning? Does that make sense to y'all? Okay. So I wanted to set that basis. How many of y'all appreciate? Cause I've never done that with y'all. I set the basis of how I decided to go find out for myself what went on and my conclusions are pretty solid. I'm convicted beyond a shadow of a doubt on what I believe. Now you believe what you want and I encourage you to believe what you want, but I just also encourage you go find out. Go look at like the Bible you pick up. Look at the preface in that Bible and they're going to admit in most prefaces, or you can say preface, depends on where you're from. They're going to admit that there's 78 to 85% accurate. Why deal with 78 to 85% accuracy when you can deal with nearly 100% accuracy? See, that didn't make sense to me. It just requires some extra effort. Yes, you're gonna have to dig more, but you can get there. So I'm coming to you today to speak on the subject of eternal life based on the premises of the originals, you see. I'm talking about the originals. There goes the book of John, right? So that goes that's Yahoo Khan. See these are originals, right? I'm not talking about hoping, guessing. I showed you back there. So now when we go and we talk about eternal life, what is it everlasting? What it, is it? A definition available to us. Now I take these originals and I can if I understand the culture and the idioms and the ways of that culture, if I study it closely and I get those words I'm looking at, alphabet, I understand these alphabets in Hebrew or Aramaic, guess what I can do? I can then get this thing transliterated over to English side by side. And I don't have to guess. How many you think that's wise to do it that way? very wise. So I'm going to read you some translations that's come from these original texts. I'm going to read it transliterated over into English. I'm going to start with Yahukanan, John, his real name is Yahukanan, which means Yahuwah is grace. And I won't speak in generic terms when it comes to the creator. I'm going to call him by his exact name. You don't have to guess you don't have to question. Four, ibram vows yod hey hey pronounce yahuwah if you know who the prime minister of israel is now benjamin Netanyahu, yahoo that last three letters of his name yahoo is the is the first three letters of the creator's name yahoo and that second letter Of the last three letters of the prime minister's name is I. And the fourth letter is an I. So I can go Yahoo, I. Simple, third grader can understand it. We don't have to have no debates. We don't need no Masoretic vowel points, confusing people. We don't need to get thrown off and chase down some rabbit hole. Trying to wonder is, is, is this the translation? Is it Yahweh? Can't be way. Can't be. Can't be. No W. Double U. Can't be Jehovah, v. can't, can't have the. v. That's not a vowel, that's a consonant, right? Can't be Jehovah, huh oh, no J around, about 500 years ago, can't be that. We don't have to go through the games. We can just sit there and go, all right, I got it. Look at Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister. Look at the last three letters of his name. They're the first three letters of the creator's name. We don't have to guess. And we take that second letter of the last three letters and it's pronounced Ah. And it's on the fourth letter of the creator's name. Ah, Yahuwah. Third grader can understand that. That's why the Savior said, unless you come to me as a child, you will no by, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You go try to confuse this, you're not going in. That's what he said. So I'm gonna start with Yahukaden, chapter 17. When I talk about the Savior, I'm not gonna call him some transliterated Latinized name. Not gonna do it. Not gonna call it. An English name. He wasn't an English person. He didn't have an English name. He had a name. It was called Yahusha. Yahusha. Easy. First three letters of the father's name and his first three letters, same. He said, I come in my father's name. Easy to understand. The last two of his name is a shin and an i-n, which is pronounced sh-ah. Easy. Yahoo ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. A shin, shh, yahoo, shh, a shin, shh, in. yahoo, ah, yahusha, easy, so I'm going to say their right names, I ain't going to call them Lord, I'm not going to call them God, I'm not going to call them anything other than their names, or if I do call them a title, I'm going to give them the Ibram, Hebrew title, so I'm not messing around, the deity that I'm talking to knows exactly who I'm talking to, here we go, Yo, all got 17 john 17 1 through 3. we're gonna get a definition of eternal life here we go Yahusha the messiah said these words and lifted up his eyes to the heaven and said father the hour has come esteem your son so that your son might esteem you you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give everlasting life. Uh Uh-oh, we hear it. Now the subject from the Savior's mouth comes up that we are very interested in. Oh, yeah. He said that he, the Son, should give everlasting life to all whom you have given him. And then the Savior does us the greatest blessing ever that we should all be clinging to if we're going to go all in on this thing called spirituality and believe there's a creator and a savior. If you're going to believe there's a creator and a savior, don't go nine-tenths of the way. Don't go 70%. Don't go 98%. Go 100% because you can. Don't get caught up on the traditions of men. Go on. Let's go. The savior gives us the definition here in verse 3. 17.3, Yahu and John 17.3. And this, he's specific, is everlasting life, eternal life. He defines it. He goes, and this is everlasting life, eternal life, that they should know you. Father, the only true aloha. Aloha means mighty one, supreme deity. That's what Aloha means, that they should know you. Everlasting life, he defines it as that they should know you, the only true Aloha, and there's two parts, and Yahusha, Messiah. He called, he says, he speaks to himself, who he's talking about. He says, and Yahusha, Messiah, whom you have sent we don't have to look around we don't have to have no preacher tell us this we don't need to have no scholar tell us this the savior himself told us this and i'm telling you if the apostles were here the closest things to their writings is from the Peshitta, and it's right in here you see don't have to guess don't have to wish i can go right here the 17 Yep, yeah, I got it right there, all right? I got it right there, right there. But what I just read you, verse three, is right there. Got it, don't have to guess, don't have to wish. There she rose. He said, and this is everlasting life. From the Aramaic Hebrew, the Savior said, and this is everlasting life, that they should know you, the only true Allah, and Yahusha Messiah, Whom you have sent. How y'all feel about that? Y'all talk to me. Come on. Give me some feedback. Give me some energy. Let me know that that is exciting. If you are going all out for the truth. Aren't you happy you have a definition of what eternal life is? That all you got to do to have eternal life is you got to know the Father and the Son, Yahusha, whom he sent. Now. How do we know him? How do we know him? Is there a definition of how we can know him? Yes, right out of these texts, ain't got a guess. We go over to first, Yahu Kana. It's amazing that Yahu Kana is is the one busting these things out. The one that the Savior had a deep affinity for, that had the softest heart and it's amazing what his name really, Yahu not John. Yahu means Yahuwah is grace. Isn't that amazing that John's name, Yahu had? he's graceful. So first Yahu chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, he's going to tell us how to know the Father and the Son. Here we go. <clears throat> Ready? Yahu says, in verse three, chapter two, verse three. First, Yahu Kahn in chapter two, verse three. And by this, we know that we know him. Now he starts out saying, what the Savior said, who Yahu Kahn was sitting side by side with, listening, watching, observing, witnessing. He's giving you an eyewitness account of exactly how to know him, because he's been with him. The Savior loved him. So he said, and by this, we know that we know him. If, see, it puts an if there. You got to do something. If we guard his commandments. Oh my gosh. And by this, so we get a definition of eternal life. And now we get, it says, you got to know him and the son who he sent. And now it says, well, this is how we know that we know him. If we guard his commandments. Then he says to the next verse, he says, in case there's any confusion, the one who says, I know him. You got a bunch of people say, oh, yeah, I know him. You know, I talked to him. I, I talked to him. You got a lot of people like that. I used to be like that. I used to be like, oh, I know him. I know him, but I wasn't guarding his commandments. So... This was for me when I wasn't guarding his commandments. And this is for anybody else John is talking to. If you're going to believe in the scriptures, here we go. He says, the one who says I know him and does not guard his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. It's not in that person. So if you say you know the father and the son and you don't guard his commandments, it says you're a liar. The truth is not in you. So then you don't have eternal life. Keep going. Verse five, but whoever guards his word, his commands, truly the love of Aloha, the mighty one, has been perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. It says the evidence that we know him, that we have eternal life, that there's some evidence, there should be some evidence of that. It should be some fruit coming out of us that would prove to us that we know him and that we are in him It's telling us right here. All right, keep going. Yahu Khan is still rocking. Go down to verse 24. So, I'm sorry, chapter three. Go over to chapter three of 1st Yahu and John 3, verse 24. Yahu Khanan says, he's on fire. He says, and the one guarding his commandments stays in him. You see, that's that's the that's why Shaul Paul says, Man, if I go do all this and at the very end I lose my crown, that'd be stupid. So you gotta be careful of this false teaching out there because I'm telling you, I call some things false because it's not based on originals. But these false teachers are teaching people to be disobedient. And not being in him. He says, and the one guarding his command stays in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he stays in us by the spirit which he gave us. So, Ruach, Yahuwah, Ruach, the spirit is given to us through guarding the commandments. This is awesome. Now, this is the great news. Some people go, man, the commandments, the commandments. The law, I mean, that sounds kind of hard, don't it? It's not hard. Yahu Khan kind is of still rocking. Go over to chapter 5. Let's go through verse 1 through 5. So Yahushua, first Yahu chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes in Yahusha, everyone who believes that Yahusha is the Messiah, has been born of Loah. Yahuwah. And everyone who loves the one bringing forth also loves the one having been born of him. By this we know, there's that word know again, that we love the children of Aloha. So now it says, okay, there's going to be some fruits. You're going to be loving other people that are of a Lord. When we love Aloha and guard his commandments. i kind of saying it again. The one the the one that's about grace is saying here's how we know then he says in verse 3 first yahoo Khan in 5 verse 3 for this is the love of our lord that we guard his commandments so he said this is how you prove that you love him this is how we this is this said this is how you prove that you love him if we guard his commandments and then he says something critical that hardly anybody is preaching or teaching. He says, and his commandments are not heavy, are not hard, are not burdensome. Listen, his commandments literally are easy. Who's teaching that? Y'all tell me who's teaching that the commandments of the creator are easy. Who's teaching that? Nobody's teaching that. I'm teaching that. I'm gonna keep teaching that. I'm gonna keep preaching that. I'm gonna keep shouting that. I'm gonna keep witnessing that because it's not hard. And I'm gonna prove it. It's not hard. I'll prove on his training that his commandments in our heart. Verse 4 because everyone having been born of a law overcomes the world. And this is the overcoming that has overcome the world, our belief. And then he goes on to say and defines our belief who is the one? that overcomes the world. But he who believes that Yahusha is the son of Eloah. So all of a sudden it starts to intertwine here. He said, your belief in all these things are going to be connected. There's going to be fruit coming out. Mega fruit. Now that you know the definition of eternal life, you know what to do to prove your love for Eloah, And not to be found a liar. Don't get fooled. I had to tell myself consciousness, Jay, don't get fooled. And I'm telling y'all, there's been multiple times in my journey where I got fooled. And the only way you're going to get fooled is if you don't guard his commandments. If you guard the commandments, you will not get fooled. You will stay on the narrow narrow road. You will not get fooled. You will have harmony in your life. You will have, un- even in storms, you will have peace. You will have a table prepared for you in the midst of your enemies if you guard his commandments. Is that helping anybody? So don't get fooled. Now, let's bring in Matith Yahoo. Matith Yahoo had a witness. Who's that? Matthew, right? We know him as Matthew. His name is Matith Yahoo. What does that mean? The gift Matith means the gift. Matith Yahweh is Yahuwah. So his name was the gift is Yahuwah. He was sitting there listening to the Savior say this and he wrote it down. I got it right here in the Aramaic. In the Aramaic. I got it right here. This is what he said. I'm going to give you the transliteration in the English of what it exactly says in the Aramaic. The way the Savior Taller, thank you, David. David says, Keep bringing. It. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. How many of y'all appreciate that I'm bringing it? If y'all appreciate I'm bringing it, will y'all give me some feedback? If you listen to this on a rebroadcast, would you at least shout out? If you can't type something in, say something. Send me some love. Give us some feedback. Is this helping anybody? Y'all give me something to let me know or tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm nuts. Tell me I'm wrong but then we got to do it by the scriptures. If you're going to tell me that, I want you to pull out them originals. So we're going over to Mateeth Yahoo. Chapter seven, Matthew seven, 21 through 23. And there's Matthew, Matith Yahoo, the tax collectors. So you know, this dude, meticulous. He's taking some very key notes. Thank you, Francois. I appreciate that. Thank you, Brooke. Oh, Matisse says, that, that Yahusha said, that the Messiah said. He's taking notes. The Messiah says in verse 21, chapter seven, not everyone who says to me, master, master, on that day shall enter into the reign of the heavens, but only he or she who is doing the desire of my father in the heavens now he didn't say just himself then he pointed straight to the father and what did the father write with his fingers what did the father write the only thing he wrote with his fingers are on two tablets called the ten commandments he said that's and that's that's the will of the father he says many shall say to me in that day when we go leave this body to go into another body and stand before him, you gotta either believe that or you don't. If you don't believe that, there's no sense you listen to this. But if you believe you're gonna stand in front of him one day, he says he's gonna say, and a lot of people are gonna say, many shall say to me in that day, master, master, not Lord, Lord, master, master, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name? Re- the real name, not the other name, in the name of Yahushua. And have we not done many mighty works and miracles in your name? And then in verse 23 of chapter 7, Mateith yahoo says that the Messiah said, And then I shall declare to them, quote, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who work lawlessness. We got an exact definition of exactly the will of the Father in the heavens. The first started out talking about the will of the Father in the heavens. Is this great or is this great? First, he's talking about what's the will. Then he ends this by saying, this is exactly why I'm going to throw some people away from me. He says, this is exactly why I'm going to do it. Because you work lawlessness. What law? What law is he talking about? All those commandments. Oh, when Yahu Kahn said, the one who don't guard and keep the commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. And then the Savior backs it up. I actually said it first. And Yahu and Mateeth Yahuwah saying, we are witnesses to this. We're telling y'all, Don't get things messed up. We are telling y'all what we saw. And I'm telling y'all, I got some of these early writings that are still guarded over there in Eastern Africa. Now watch this. Mateeth Yahoo, still rocking. Still rocking, quoting the Savior. in, In chapter 13, verse 41 and 42, the son of Adam, Yahusha, shall send out his messengers, in that day, and they shall gather out of his reign all of the stumbling blocks and those doing lawlessness and shall throw them into the furnace of fire where there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. You got to figure out if you believe that or if you don't believe it. Some people do, some people don't. I don't want to take no chance on that one. I'm just telling you all how I feel. I don't want to... If that could be right, I just don't want to take a chance on messing that one up. So he said that people that are stumbling blocks, who is that? The people that are teaching that the law is done away with. And there is a law that's done away with, but not all of it. Not them two big tablets. Oh, no, they're eternal, man. The Savior said, Now one jot or one tittle will be blotted out from the law, from the Torah, until heaven and earth pass away. Look at this. And when's heaven and earth going to pass away? He's going to do a new heaven, a new earth. Watch this. Then Yahu Kahnin comes back in the picture in my study. And I bring him back into the picture because I want it defined clearly so nobody is guessing. We don't have to guess. What's this law he's talking about? Okay, in 1st Yahu Kahn in chapter three, verse four, and we're gonna go through verse 10. We're gonna read here, ready? First, there goes Yahu Kahn, chapter 1st Yahu three, four. Everyone doing sin also does lawlessness. So we know if we got any gumption about our spirituality that there's a thing called forgiveness of sins. That you need to be forgiven of your sins in order to be restored right with the Father, right? And so what is sin? Because you can say, oh, my sin, I'm just a bad person. What is being bad? Well, oh, Yahu Khan is going to define it for us. Everyone doing sin is also doing lawlessness. In fact, sin is lawlessness. He goes on and said, I don't want you to guess. He says exactly what sin is. Sin is lawlessness. That thing that the Savior was talking about, that he's going to say, away from me, you who work lawlessness. Well, that means that you're doing sin because you're doing lawlessness. And that's what sin is, lawlessness. He goes on to say, and you know, and you know that he ha- was manifested. Yahushua was manifested to take away our sins. Oh, hallelujah. Man. He was brought here to take away our sins. And in him, there is no sin. Everyone staying in him does not sin. Y'all think this is hard. This ain't hard. I thought this was hard. This is not hard. People say, can I stop sinning? Yes, you can stop sinning. Of course you can stop sinning. Of course I can stop sinning. Because yahukana said, it's not hard to stop sinning. It's not burdensome. It's only in your mind. It was only in my mind. Watch, I'm going to prove it. Everyone sinning has neither seen him nor known him. Are preachers teaching this today? Nope. They're just preaching. Do whatever the hell you want. Come in here and give a prayer. Throw some money in the plate and everything's going to be all right. They're not teaching the scriptures. So everyone standing in him does not sin. Everyone sinning has neither seen him nor known him. Little children. Let no one lead you astray. Say, don't get fooled. The one doing righteousness is righteous. Even as he, Yahusha and Yahuwah is righteous. The one doing sin is of the devil, Hashatan. Because the devil, Hashatan, has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of Eloah was manifested, was brought here for the purpose to deal with the sin issue." and to destroy the works of the devil. So he wants to, so Yahushua was brought here to destroy the works. Chapter verse nine, First Yahu 3, verse nine. Everyone having been born, having been born of a Lord does not sin. I know this might sound like crazy to y'all. This might, this might be like, are you kidding me? I can stop sinning. Yes, we can stop sinning. Why? He's telling us everyone that's born of a Lord does not sin. Because his seed stays in him and he is powerless to sin. You don't even have the power to sin if his seed is in you. You don't even have the power to do it because there's another power that takes over called Yahuwah Ruach, the spirit, because he has been born of Eloah. Verse 10, in this, the children of Eloah and the children of the devil are made known. So he says, everyone not doing righteousness is not of Yahuwah, the Eloah, neither the one not loving his brother. There it goes. Love Yahuwah with all your heart and love your neighbors yourself. Well, on those two hang all 10 commandments. It doesn't say that the 10 commandments are done away with. It says on those two things, words that the Savior said, all 10 are hanging on them. They're there. Okay, now what I want to do is I want to break this down to where nobody has, the doubt is going to go away. We're going to melt some doubt away. We're going to give people some hope. We're going to show them that they don't have to sin. They don't have to get caught up in confusion. We have a website that I encourage you to read that contains decades of research called PromoteTheTruth.com. You should check it out. I'll type it in, PromoteTheTruth.com. I'm gonna go over there, and if you happen to have another computer, a phone, or something like that, something else you can look at. I don't, I don't think you should look away from the screen, but I think you should kind of go with me if you, if you're here. I'm gonna go over to where it says Yah's Covenant, and then it says Ten Commandments, still in effect, Part One. So the second link underneath Yah's Covenant is Ten Commandments, still in effect, Part One. All right, now. Watch this. I'm going to go down, then I'm going to come back up. I'm going to do the understanding part first. And then I'm going to come back up and I'm read the Ten Commandments and we're going to be done for the day. Okay? I'm going to read this and I, we're going to read this together because this is a study. This is decades of study to come to this conclusion. Make sure not to be deceived by someone telling you that the Torah, specifically the law, the Ten Commandments, has been done away with. The teaching that the Torah the Ten Commandments is done away with is a flat out lie and doesn't make sense. Many people are living in deception, thinking that Shaul's, Paul's writings in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 through 17, this is the verses that people use to be lawless. It's, it's Colossians 2, 14 through 17, that is the verses that mainstream organized religion uses to live a life of lawlessness, which is against what the Savior said. All right, y'all ready? Colossians 2, 14. So a lot of people use Shaul's writings in Colossians 2, 14 through 17. He was talking about what he was talking about. The, they'd say he was talking about the 10 commandments being done away with. Not true this looks confusing to a person who has not studied the scriptures kepha sign named peter so all y'all know peter his name is kepha which means the rock is yahuwah i love that that's what he's about right the rock wrote some of sha wrote that some of shaul's writings quote were hard to understand which the untaught and unstable distort to their own destruction as they do with the rest of the scriptures second Kepha, chapter 3 14 through 16 write it down read it because kepha peter he warned everybody he says if you if you not learn because see shaul was a pharisee before he was a pharisee so he knew he knew the he knew the scriptures inside and out So he could do stuff and deal with stuff in ways that most people couldn't. And what would happen is he was talking a lot to people that were not born in the Ibram faith, in the Jewish, right, Yahudin, Nazareth, Nazareth faith. So, or even the Pharisee or the Sadducee faith, he was dealing with a lot of Greeks and Romans and these different people. And so he's talking a little different than what people That were raised up yahudim were used to hearing so so kepha warned you gonna mess around and if you got unstableness in your mind you your his writing is gonna lead to your own destruction so we must always remember that we are to start with the saviors yahusha start with his words first and allow the rest of the scripture to be congruent with his words The Savior said that the Torah law would not pass away until, quote, heaven and earth have passed away. Now, stop right there and just think for a second. Has heaven and earth passed away? That's my question to everybody. I'll give you a second. Let's answer that question. Has heaven and earth passed away? Yes or no? Comment if you can comment. Okay, it's obvious we're still talking. So if you are reading this now and you're listening to me now, then the answer is no. So if heaven and earth haven't passed away, then the Torah, Ten Commandments, still remains. Okay? (laughs) Thank y'all for the feedback. To clarify what Shaul Paul was writing in Colossians 2, let's take a look at a quote out of the book by Lou White who's a phenomenal teacher and scholar. See, I've been around this teaching quite a long time. Lou been around longer than me. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for Lou White. L-E-W, White, W-I-W-H-I-T-E. Lou White has a book called The End End of Days, Dash, In the Twinkling of an Eye. Everybody should read it. End of Days, In the Twinkling of an Eye. He states on pages 81 and 82 of the book, he states, quote, Christians have taught for centuries that the law has been done away with and that we now live under, quote, grace. He goes on to say, the ceremonial laws, which were daily sacrifices, pointing to Yahusha's one-time atoning death, were brought to a crashing halt since they served as our temporary covering for sin and reminded us that we are sinners we're sinners daily weekly and annual ceremonial laws had to be performed Yahuwah had that had that code Yahusha fulfilled even the drink offerings by taking taking the sour wine quote vinegar from the sponge as he was dying and nailed to the stake. Not the cross, the stake. If you go study this. He wasn't like this. He was like this. Each ceremonial law was hostile to us, as it's talking about in second, I mean in Colossians 2. So those were the ones that were hostile towards us while the commandments could never be hostile to us. Now, check out this part of Lou's book, which explains it clearly from the scripture. Quote, this was the law outside the ark, while inside the ark was the covenant itself, Ten Commandments. What was outside the ark was impermanent, not permanent, and passing away. Inside the ark was the covenant, Ten Commandments, which is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path the ceremonial law was placed beside or outside the ark not inside deuteronomy Barum, the real name debarum 3126 deuteronomy says it states quote take this book of the law and place it beside or outside the ark of the covenant of yahuwah your Eloah, that it may remain as a witness against you so when you read in colossians 2 paul uses the exact language to identify the ceremonial laws that yahoo is talking about he said you're going to take these laws you're going to put them outside the ark of the covenant those are going to be a witness against you it's going to be tough imagine doing all those sacrifices so when yahushua came Boom, now watch. So in Colossians, it says, having canceled out. So compare the text above with Colossians 2.14. That's what all these false teachers use to get people to be lawless. Comparing the above text with Colossians 2.14, we can better comprehend which law was taken out of the way. Quote, Paul says, Shaul says, having canceled out the certificate of debt, notice he didn't say law, he said, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the stake. Okay. Not nailed When people say the cross is the stake, but anyway, that's what was nailed. He's saying these sacrifices of all these lambs and these goats and these bulls, you ain't got to do that no more. If you believe in me, I'm your sacrifice, Yahusha said. There you go, simple. The ceremonial law was never referred to, never as the covenant. Never was the ceremonial laws ever referred to as the covenant. But the 10 words, 10 commandments, which are inside the ark are the covenant. And it's a love covenant. So I go on right here. Debarim, sign named Deuteronomy, 3126, as quoted above, says, take the ceremonial laws and place them beside or outside the Ark of the Covenant. Then in Shema, means listen to Yahuwah, sign name Exodus, I want y'all to check, write these down. I want everybody to type these in. If you can type or you can write, if you're driving, hold on, wait to get on to you stop, but I want you to put these down. Then in Shema, sign name Exodus, 25, verse 15, Shema, Exodus, 40, verse 20, Second Chronicles, 5, verse 10, 2 Melikin, 2 Kings, Melikin is Kings, cha- chapter 8, verse 9. All them say that the 10 commandments, the two tablets of stone witnesses, were what was placed inside the Ark of the Covenant. Now you got it. Scripture itself tells you what's in that covenant. It's eternal, it's inside the covenant. When we look at the above quotes from Lou White's book, it should clear up a lot of confusion and and lawlessness that has taken place over the centuries. The law that was done away with was the ceremonial sacrificial law. This is quite simple to see when we look at this with the heart to follow the savior and not the traditions of men. Imagine someone saying, quote, the law has been done away with, so it's okay to dishonor your parents, to murder, to commit adultery, to steal, to lie, or to covet, being envious of another person's possessions. I want y'all to imagine somebody saying that to you. It's all right. murdering has been nailed to the stake. Committing adultery has been been, uh, nailed to the state. Stealing, I I come over and steal your stuff. That's okay, because that was nailed to the state. Nobody thinks that makes any sense. No sensible person would ever think such things would be okay to do. Notice that the six commandments here are the last six commandments of the ten commandments. No one has a problem knowing that you cannot willingly and knowingly participate in these activities and belong to Yahuwah the Creator. Everybody understands common sense. It's only when the first four commandments come up that people mention the law's been done away with. The only time I've ever heard the law's done away with, it has to deal with the first four commandments. The ones that Yahushua said, love Yahuwah with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He said, love your creator with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Then he said, and love your neighbor as yourself. The first four commandments are how you prove that you love the creator. That's how we prove it. The last six are how we prove that we love our neighbor as ourselves. That simple. On those two, Hang all 10 commandments. Y'all got that? No confusion. No confusion. All right. The first thing to understand is that if you don't know his name, then you you will not know the first five commandments. Impossible. If you don't know his name, you're not going to know the first five commandments. Because each of the first five commandments contain his actual name. The first four commandments deal precisely with what the Savior Yahusha mentioned as the greatest commandment in Matiq yahoo 2237. The last six commandments deal precisely with what the Savior Yahuwah HaMashiach, Yahusha, is what his name means, mentioned as the next in line to follow Matiq yahoo, to follow, which is in Matiq yahoo 2239, 2237. He shows you what you got to do. Mateeth 2239, he shows you what you got to do. And on those two, hang all the commandments. Y'all follow me? Now, if you obey the first four commandments, then you will fulfill Mateeth Yahoo 2237. Y'all should be clapping, man. I'm breaking this down. Do y'all appreciate how much I'm breaking this down in very spectacular and literally defined and understandable detail? Do y'all appreciate this? You should appreciate this. This is years, this is decades for me to come to the conclusion that this is how simple it is. I was knocking my head up against the wall, trying to make it more confusing, trying to listen to all these false teachers teaching me to be lawless. And then all of a sudden, I said, I don't have to be lost. I got to get the original writings. I got to see what he said and I got to do it. Okay. So if you obey the first four commandments, you're going to fulfill the Savior's command to you in Matith Yahoo 2237. If you obey the last six commandments, then you're going to fulfill Matith Yahoo 2239. (laughs) Loving your neighbors yourself. It's as simple as that. No confusion. Third grader can understand this. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Scott wrote, this is amazing information. Thank you so much for bringing it up. Man, we got to love. This is me loving y'all. If I didn't love y'all, I wouldn't take this time. By the way, today's the Shabbat. And it ain't what you think either for most people. Some people know how to keep the calendar right. But I'm telling you, I'm just taking this thing and breaking it down to where a third grader can understand it. The first four commandments will surely test your love. For the one and only creator, Yahuwah. Oh, yeah, we're gonna be tested on this, and it's not hard, but it's a test. Our greatest act of love that we can show our show the creator, our the savior and the creator, Yahuwah, is obedience. That's the greatest act of love. Just obey, and it ain't hard. Now, some call obeying our creator and savior legalism. They do this out of not being taught correctly and or willfully being disobedient, which the scriptures calls what? Come on, class. What's the scriptures call that? Lawlessness. <laughs> Simple. Let us take a look at what it says in Matith, 723 again. And then I shall declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. What the Savior said. It couldn't be more plain. Those who say that the law has been done away with are workers of lawlessness. These folks will not see eternal life, but rather the forewarned wrath of Yahuwah. He said he's going to do it. We can believe it or not. We don't have to argue with each other. We can still love on each other. We can still respect each other, and we can decide if we're going to believe that Yahuwah is going to break this down this way or not. We don't argue, I'm not arguing with anybody. By the way, I'm not gonna argue with a person ever. I'm done with that. I used to do that back in the day. It's not worth it, love on people. Tell them the truth, keep it moving. If you're going to follow the truth and have scripture as your basis of truth and the way you live, then you will have to learn to love those commandments, the Torah. His law is not burdensome as it says in 1st John five 5 5.3, 1st John three. The scripture says over and over that we are to keep and guard his commandments. False teachers have taken one or two of Shaul, Paul's quotes, and distorted them to what? Their own destruction and leading many to the destruction with them. They keep leading people with them. Are you going to be? Get some of this chapstick on my lips. Are you guys going to be one of the people that get led astray when you got to do is keep this thing simple? Don't be deceived. Learn his ways, which are outlined first and foremost in his Ten Commandments. Once a person gets and lives the first four commandments, then everything else is going to fall into place. As they accept his commandments, they will, be, they will be given eyes to see. Without accepting his commandments, one will remain blind to the truth and will be sent a delusion so that they're going to actually believe a lie, as it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. If you don't love the truth, you're going to get a lie sent to you. Folks, this is not our opinion. It is based solely on scripture. Important. You cannot be saved just by obeying the Ten Commandments. I know some of the people watch go, ah, that's that legalism James telling right there. No, I'm not. You cannot. I'm going to clarify it. I put big old bold letters, capital. You cannot be saved just by obeying the Ten Commandments. You can't work your way to eternal life. Can't do it. You obey because you are saved and have eternal life and have the power of Yahuwah Ruach, the set-apart spirit, to obey. It's what proves you got the spirit. It's what proves you're saved. Make no mistake about this. You cannot obey and have his truth in you if you don't first repent and call on his one and only name for salvation did i make that simple so what's my steps? somebody's going so what's my steps okay the scriptures give the definition of sin no one who is in sin will see eternal life all right what is sin lawlessness okay so now i go up to the commandments and i say to myself have i broke these commandments every one of us have and I got to stop doing it. I got to call out to Yahusha for dying for me and accept his payment for breaking these commandments. What's the first commandment? I am Yahuwah, your Lord who brought you out of the land of mystery, out of the house of bondage. You should have no other Lord before your face. You can't serve three, four, five. You can't be calling on God. You can't be calling on Lord you can't, because you're calling on somebody else. He starts out the first three words of the first commandment. I am Yahuwah. He tells you who he is. And then he says, you're a Lord. He says, you're, quote, God, you're a mighty one. That's me. Who? My name is Yahuwah. I love how he broke that down. I am Yahuwah. So you got to say, if I didn't get that right, that's how come you repent. Number two. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down. This is great. Hold on a second. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. Well, a whole bunch of people. I was really guilty of this one. And y'all gonna be shocked what he means here. You shall, because most everybody you know has broke the heck out of this one you shall not bow down to these carved images, right? Nor serve them, for I, Yahuwah, your Lord, am a jealous Lord, visiting the iniquity, sin, of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. He says, you hate him when you do that. When you serve a card, when you bow down to a carved image or give it respect, he says, you hate him. He says, but I'll show mercies to a thousand generations, to those who love me, and keep my commandments. Oh, he said, I'm going to show you grace and mercy if you keep my commandments. That's how he says you're going to know that you love him. Now, what's these carved images? Y'all going to be shocked at these carved images. Did y'all know a cross is a carved image? You know how many people, man, they put so much homage on a cross. People wear crosses. People got them up in the house, right? You see people grabbing them and praying on them. He said, look in the first. You shall not make for yourself any carved image. Or the likeness of anything that is in the heaven above. You don't get no birds. You don't make nothing. You don't need to make nothing that has an image to it. Or the earth beneath, anything on the earth, animals, trees that you put, stakes, steel, or in the water. How many times you see people got these fish? And they say, oh, that's the sign of the, you know, of, the, of the Savior. That ain't the sign of the Savior. That's the sign of Ictus. Ictus, the fish guy. That ain't the Savior. Now, how do we know he's serious about this? Because when Moses, Moshe, Musha was with him, he told Musha, when you were with me on the mount, you saw no form. Therefore, do not under any circumstances, make any type of image unless you think that thing has power. People think a cross has power. Look at them movies, the vampire movies. They say they pull out the cross like it's got some power. Water, holy water. That water ain't got no power. Man. Bailey hit a big one right there. Trees. You got a big one coming up. Christmas trees. He says, "Don't you bring that tree into your house?" What do people do? They go drag a tree and bring it in the house. Who said, "Don't do that." You don't think that thing's got power? Who said, "I didn't tell you to celebrate any birth of anything." Where do you see that in the scripture? To celebrate His birth, He said, "Remember the Passover." He said, "Remember that." If you're gonna celebrate something, celebrate the Pesach, the Pesach, the Passover. Look at all these traditions and things that people got, these carved images. They're all over the place. You're going to get heavy here this month. And guess what? You get a choice. And it's not hard. Is that hard? Can you, do you have to serve four or five or 15 different, different, quote, gods? Is that what you got to do? No, I don't either. So that wasn't hard for me. I'm like, well, no, it's not really that hard. Do I got to have crosses and fish and trees and steeples and all that kind of stuff. Do I got to have that around me? No, that's not hard. That's just a choice. That's just other people's appeal. That is that is peer pressure. But it ain't that hard. I can just say, nope, not doing that. People get mad, I'm not going to make it hard. Hey, y'all do what you got to do. I love you, appreciate you. I'm not doing it. Third commandment. This is a big one because you got to know his name to get this one. You shall not take the name of Yahuwah, your Lord, in vain. For I, Yahuwah, will not hold him guiltless who takes my name in vain, meaning you shall not bring the name of Yahuwah to nothing. Vain means meaningless, useless, of no effect. If you don't say his name, if you don't promote his name, if we don't give honor to his name, or on top of it, what if we do this one? What if we replace his name with the word God or the word Lord like the scholars admit that they did? in the preface of most Bibles, they admit it. They said, we changed it. We covered his name up. They try to say they did it out of reverence. No, they didn't. They did it because Satan, he wanted it done. He don't want you to say Yahuwah's name. He don't want you to have his name because the power is in his name. You ever prayed and don't get answered prayer? Probably because you're praying in the wrong name. Probably because you're not keeping the third commandment. Okay. Is that hard for y'all to do? That's not hard. Look at Scott said, traditions have weighed on me for a long, weighed me down for a long time. I'm telling y'all, you're going to get so light if you just follow Yahoo's way. Everything going to get so light on you. I'm telling you. Okay, the first three. Is anybody going, man, this is just absolutely hard? No, it's a choice. The fourth one is a sign between him and his people. Check out this fourth one. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it set apart. Six days you shall six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahuwah, your Lord. In it you shall do no work. You don't do any work, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, meaning anybody works for you, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who's within your gates. So if somebody's coming to visit you, not, they can't be working. For in six days Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart. Man, I tell y'all, y'all better do something. Y'all better get some scriptures and y'all better check that one out. Oh, yeah. You better check it out. You better go check it out. I'm looking at some scriptures right now. Look at Exodus, Shema 31. And go down, start at verse 12 through 18. And look what Yahuwah says about the Sabbath. He says, it's a sign between me and my people. Well, people, man, they don't, they they, they go, my gosh. Thank you, Francois. He said, this is absolutely beautiful. People, now look look what Satan has done with this one, y'all. I hope y'all enjoying this training. I'm taking my time. Make sure y'all get this done. And I'm going to put this training on the podcast. Y'all want me to do a podcast? Y'all want me to convert this over to a podcast too? How many of y'all like for me to convert this on a podcast? And if you're listening to this on the podcast, guess what? You got it converted to a podcast. Way to go. Check this one out. Satan went and got the calendar changed. Now, exactly what Daniel, Daniel, and Daniel chapter seven, verse 25, he said that the beast would think to change times and laws. It's happened. He done changed the calendar. This calendar that we got now is a Gregorian calendar. It's named after Pope Gregory. That's who it's named after, the Pope. And it's not based on the Creator's calendar. The Creator in Genesis, Bereshah, chapter one, verse 14, said you keep time based upon the moon and the sun. He said, that's how we're to keep time. That way, no man man can't reach up there and turn and, and, and mess with the sun and the moon. Now, moon comes from the word month. Moonth. It originates from moon. And so when you read in the scriptures from one new moon to the next new moon, that means from one new month to the next new month. Yahuwah did it that way because he knew they're going to change the calendar. So in order to keep the Sabbath, you got to know when the seventh day is. And Satan says, oh, ever since time has been around, it's just been on a continuous seven day cycle. That's a lie, it's a lie. So go to promotethetruth.com and I want y'all to look at the tab called Appointed Times and then Calendar of the Creator. And we tell you exactly how to keep time. Nobody can fool you again. And right now we're building an app that watches the sun and the moon so that you can just download the app and it will be for free. How many of y'all like that? it will be an app that you have that watches the moon, watches the sun, tells you what day of the real, the real day of the month is, what's the real month, so that you know how to keep Sabbath without a doubt. Y'all like that? All right. So like today, <clears throat> it just happens to be the Sabbath. This is the seventh day of the real week. On the Roman calendar, Gregorian is saying it's the first day. Now, when the new moon sets, the new moon's going to set, that'd be new moon day. Then all of a sudden you go seven days after that, it's going to be the Sabbath, and it's going to happen four straight times, just like that. Then there's going to be a translation day where the moon's completely dark, and then it's going to show a sliver, Going into a sliver, that's a new month. Then you know seven days later. Now on the Gregorian calendar, it could be sometimes on a Monday, sometimes on a Wednesday. It could be different days. That's why you guys are going to have to make your mind up. Are you going to follow Yahuwah? It's not hard. People go, what about my job? Well, you're going to have to get in occupations that allows you to keep the Sabbath. That's not hard. That's, That's a choice all right the first four commandments did it you can see those are your testers but they're not hard the next six for sure ain't hard the fifth commandment honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land the earth which yahoo your aloha has given you. you gotta honor your mother and father don't be arguing with mom and daddy even if they're buck wild just respect them give them some love give them me and my mom and my dad we've had challenges for years i've said no I'm not being disobedient to Yahuwah. I just love on my mom and dad now, give them honor and respect. I'm not arguing, I'm not not doing none of that. I'm gonna be respectful as I can be, and that's it. Everybody can do that. Sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Are you struggling with murdering? I don't think so. You shall not commit adultery. That's a big one because you have to be with a Yahuwah. What's adultery? Most people think he's going to sleep with just somebody else. No. It's a yeah, person that follows Yahuwah has to be with somebody that follows Yahuwah. If you go somewhere else and they're calling on another Aloha, another mighty one, another God, then you're committing adultery. So you got to make your mind. It's not hard. You follow Yahuwah, be with somebody that follows Yahuwah. That's it. If the, your spouse that you got right now, y'all going to have to probably go in the room. Now, what I love is if you call on Yahuwah's name, he sends Yahuwah Ruah, the spirit and the Spirit's gonna help you. it help get this stuff cleaned up in your house, okay? We can do it. Number eight, you shall not steal. Are you struggling with stealing? I don't think so. That's not hard. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You know what that's really talking about? Gossiping, slandering, saying something about somebody that's not true. Don't do that. Is that hard? That's not hard. 10, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that belongs to your neighbors. You you gotta be jealous of somebody else's stuff or should you work as hard to go get their stuff? You can't want somebody else's wife. Go get you a great wife. If somebody got the bomb wife and and she's following Yahoo and she's gorgeous and you look up, oh my gosh, I wish she was mine, but we got a problem. You need to get yourself straight, pray, ask Yahuwah to send you a great woman, women. You need to get straight, pray to Yahuwah, ask him to send you a great man or give you the witness inside to be able to witness to somebody and get them converted. That's simple. That's it. How many of y'all can do what I just turned today? All right. So I explained eternal life. I explained the cut, the commandments. The Torah will not pass away. This is eternal life. That you know him. And if you know him, you're going to guard these 10. If you don't guard these 10, then you don't know him. And the truth is evading you. I'm going to keep it even more pleasant than what Yahu Kani said. Y'all like that? All right, it's been a great training today. If y'all feel led, share this with somebody. I'm just doing what I'm led to do. I believe that the, the trumpets are about to shout. I believe a new heaven and a new earth is close on its way. This world's too crazy. Can't y'all see it? Time is winding down like crazy. I'm telling y'all, 2007, when I found out Yahoo's name and the truth, I would go type on, look in search engines, I didn't hardly see a site. Now I'm telling y'all, you put Yahoo's name in a search engine, any search engine, it's thousands of sites coming up. It's people now making great music. Oh, man, I heard it's one of his greatest songs today. It was phenomenal. I'm going to post that song. God was playing his guitar and singing at the Yahoo. We got rap artists out there making some incredible rap. You know how influenced these kids are by rap? Well, guess what? There's some Yahoo rappers got some of the greatest beats. Go up against any of these top rappers out there. Good, clean, righteous music. Rock music coming out. Soul, RB. You got, you know, pop. It's happening. People are doing, people got more channels up than ever before. People are witnessing. Like never before, the truth is coming here. And and guess what? He's calling you to be a witness for him. That's it. He's calling me. We got to tell the world because it's time. We we watchmen here. We got to send a shout out that it's an almost closing time. You got loved ones, you better tell them the truth. I love y'all. That's why I told you the truth. And with that, promote the truth. Y'all have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Only promote the truth.